0: Welcome to the Daily Degenerate, the ultimate sports and entertainment podcast for your busy life. My name is Cohen Hughes, co host and producer, and I'm joined by Los Angeles' very own Maddie Goldberg. We appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Daily Degenerate Podcast. My name is Cohen Hughes. I'm in Smyrna, Georgia, about 10 minutes north of Atlanta.
1: I'm joined by Maddie Goldberg, who's in LA. Maddie, it's California treating you. LA is beautiful today. It's nice and breezy. The heat wave is over. We're at about 85 degrees, which is perfect. It's paradise right now. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, Maddie. What has been going
0: on? I heard you did a comedy show recently. Tell us about that.
1: I had a comedy show Saturday night. It was all Jews, all Jewish comedians. So a lot of a lot of uh, angst. Was it a free a show? Of, what's up? Was it a free show? No, but nice uh, joke. how'd you how'd there you get a bunch of
0: Jews out if they had to
1: pay for it? There you go. Jeez, Louise, Michael Rappaport, your your hero would not be happy about that one. But it was nah, cheap. It was wouldn't. about eight bucks. Um, nah, that's cheap enough. And I was a little worried because sometimes Jewish audiences don't get me because they're kind of like more straight. And I talk about sex and whacking off. I got a lot of masturbation jokes. I got about three or five. I got five in my arsenal, and I, I do about three a night. you know. So I call it the masturbation trilogy. Um, So I was a little nervous, but they loved everything I said, and I brought the funny. And I was like, my neighbor came. My neighbor really doesn't know. Like, nobody in my neighborhood really knows like my skill level of comedy. They just think I'm the weird dude that like has dog that's always walking dogs in my in my neighborhood. As a matter of fact, every time I walk by people, I don't have dogs. They're like, "No dogs today. Where are the dogs?" So, where are the I fucking got, dogs? Yeah, I you got skills. Yeah, I got skills on stage, and I brought it hard, and uh. I was really, uh, it inspired me to like, you got to get on stage more often, man. It's your therapy. It's what you love to do. You crush it. Then my neighbor and I, we went to uh, a diner. We had chicken po' boy sandwiches, and then I took some chocolate, and I fell asleep like a baby. Oh, yeah. So Saturday night was awesome. Great show. And uh, that was the highlight of my weekend, and... Now I'm just, like, living and, and living the dream, man, and, and, and staying strong and getting ready for this football season. Like, we got a lot of drafts that, that are going to happen. And, you know, when, when college and football start, like the NFL, Saturday Sundays, like, I just get hooked, dude. I'm watching nine hours a day each sport or each, each league, I, I, I should say.
0: Um, I don't watch so much college football, but I am right there with you on the MLB or the NFL train. Whenever yeah. Sundays come along, I am waking up at... You know, earlier, I, I'm kind of a late sleeper. I'll sleep sure. until... You're lucky. Sometimes, till past ten.
1: Because the pregame shows suck, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, they do. Um, <clears throat> I'm into the pregame shows, though, no matter how shitty it is. I need to see some sort of content.
1: What's um, your pregame show? What channel?
0: I usually go um, One TV on NFL Network. And then one yep. on ESPN. Um, the only reason I still do ESPN is because I love Matthew Barry. Um, okay. No matter how annoying Matthew Barry another is, Jew. he is another fellow Jew. He is mostly right all the time. He's kind of like Rappaport, Ian Rappaport he's of missed NFL on Network.
1: Some guys, he's missed on some guys. I remember he was. Yeah, one but it's year few and
0: far in between, though. You see what I'm saying? Like he's he he the most consistent voice you can rely on.
1: Dude, one year he was so high on Cadrell Patterson, and he was on the Vikings like his second season. He's like. Get this guy. He's going to break out. I drafted him like fifth, fifth round. I'm like, I'm getting a steal. This guy's a big-time receiver. And he's just a glorified now punt returner that never could run routes, you know. But that was, Matt Berry was so high on him.
0: Um, so Matt Berry high. gave me last year Robbie Anderson. And Robbie Anderson, receiver on from the, the Jets. Jets, yeah, was yeah, a yeah, really big part of my success. I won my regular season championship. Uh, fizzled out in the playoffs because of some inconsistencies.
1: Well, it's a crapshoot. Playoffs are a crapshoot. It is. It is. Like again, you can go, you can go twelve and two, and then your team shits the bed. You have a buy, like your quarterback has a buy that week, or somebody has a buy that week. You shit the bed, and then some asshole, the six seed, puts up one hundred and eighty points out of nowhere, and you go, "What the fuck just happened?"
0: Um, mine wasn't like the sixth seed. Like I'm pretty sure I was playing like someone that was probably pretty good. But yep. I was, of course, better than because I was the number one seed because I you, won the, the, the regular season. season. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, I won so the I whole regular seven. season.
1: Yeah. Well, there there should be money. I'm I'm a firm believer if I was a commissioner, the, the regular season winner gets paid. I would do some where like some weeks the winner of that week gets paid – for fun, um, I might say this league like, "Hey, let's all put twenty bucks in this week and winner take all or something like that, just to add a little a more little
0: side prop."
1: Yeah, a little incentive to the league and uh, a little fun and uh, a little instant gratification. But I'm looking forward to the drafts and uh, yeah, the NFL season's like you know you can just smell it in the air. You know, you got hard knocks tomorrow, then Thursday the games come again. It's it's really like football is just, for me, it's by far the, my most favorite sport to watch and follow, and, you know, there's so many things you can do with it from fantasy to gambling.
0: Um, I know that we didn't really talk too much about hard knocks last episode. Yeah, I, um, I talked
1: about it a little. I, this week should be interesting because um, one of the receivers got busted for weed, so that will be on it. Yeah. I think Callaway, right? So
0: my question to you is, as we start this glorious episode of The yes. Daily Degenerate Podcast, my name is Cohen Hughes. I'm the Rapp- Michael Rappaport of Atlanta. Matty yep. Goldberg is the insert famous, of LA. famous Jew name here of L.A. Yeah.
1: Um, now, are you aware Michael Rappaport's Jewish? Yes, I am. Okay. I'm
0: sure he loves lat- latkes and bagels and all that other shit you guys eat. See, it's
1: like you're racist, but you are like love him.
0: Yeah, I it's do. see like that him.
1: scene. There's a scene in "Do the Right Thing" where this guy is like really racist, and the guy pulls him aside. He's like, "Who's your favorite singer?" He's like, "Prince." Who's your favorite athlete? Magic Magic Johnson. Like, who's your favorite this? And it's all black dudes, but he's racist. But you're, you 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 kind of like that. Well, since when What's is Jew talking? a race? Well, because you're like, hey, was everybody did uh was the show free because it was a Jewish show? I mean.
0: A stereotype. It has to be true because it's being. It's like spoken into into truth. You know, like it. It's all good. The, it's that's the,
1: the stereotype. I know it's not the greatest joke, but you you tried.
0: I tried. You laughed.
1: If I made a comedian I, I laugh. Laughed. I must be pretty damn good. I laughed because it was so bad. Uh so
0: then it's good. It's an anti joke.
1: It, it was so not funny that it was funny. Okay, Maddie.
0: So getting back to the original question on hand. Yeah. Sure. All Jews aside. Yes. As, has Hugh Brown pretty much cemented that he will not Jackson. be the head – Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson, Hugh Brown, of the Cleveland Browns. Well, has he pretty much cemented that he will not be back as head coach next year? Because well, watching, watching Hard Knocks has almost been so cringy to me. Like, he sits up here and he preaches, oh, yeah, this is my system and it works. Da-da-da. Well, the Cleveland Browns are 1-31 and in the last 32 games they've played. Yeah. So his whole team mentality and this is my system and it works and – Hugh Jackson being Hugh Jackson, uh-huh. I'm pretty much guaranteed that he's not going to be the head coach in Cleveland next year.
1: Well, he might not make it through the whole season. That's another question. That, will he be the first to be fired? I
0: mean, six. He won't be the first to be fired. He'll be. He will be fired before the season's my officially I complete.
1: Am- and he seems like a lovely man, and he, his mother just passed, and its I think his brother... He seems like a stand-up guy. Passed.
0: I just wouldn't want him to coach my football team. No. I want him to no, a lo- the, the He club. seems
1: like a lovely man. He seems like a good guy. He seems like, you know what, I'm not going to be an asshole. I'm not going to be Bill Belichick. I'm not going to scream at these guys. I'm Bill not Belichick ask- is
0: hardly an asshole, but I, I do no, get No, but Bill point.
1: Belichick is like, you fuck around, you're cut. Yeah. Like Like Malcolm Mitchell had a lot of potential... You know, probably not really fitting in, or like, you know, shows up five minutes late. He's gone. It's like, okay, I'm not gonna yell, but you fuck up, you're gone. So there's yeah. fear. Nobody wants to lose their job. Well, you
0: remember? You remember the time on? I think it it wasn't the Hard Knocks. It was the Amazon series, the All or Nothing yeah, with. with um, no, it wasn't Jeff the Ranch. The Texans. Okay. Or, or 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 was that Hard Knocks?
1: Nah, hard knocks had the had the Texans, and then the Rams had hard okay. knocks. Okay, and then, it, Amazon.
0: then it was hard knocks with the with the Texans. Okay, um, God, what is the head coach's name Bill out O'Brien. there? Yeah, Bill O'Brien. I I, I like Bill O'Brien, but he, he he cut a guy for taking one of the coach's parking spots. The um like he was like a backup linebacker trying to make the squad wasn't really submitted in the roster yet. And mm-hmm. um, he was late to practice one day. Tried to slide in late and took one of the other coaches' parking spots. Did he get cut? And he and and he ended up getting cut. Like they say, yeah, they said they cut. they say it it wasn't about that. But like the kid didn't have enough film on him to even, you know, like to even say that he got cut because of something else. Like it was solely based on that issue.
1: Look, Jimmy Johnson said it best. I don't know if you remember Jimmy Johnson. You're a little young, but he was the a Cowboys? he was a pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He said it He said it best like this. He goes, if Troy Aikman is sleeping in a meeting, I say wake the fuck up. If it's a second-string or third-string running back is sleeping in a meeting, he's cut. I mean, there's exceptions for certain players can get a, away with a lot more than other players. Like if you're a star player, like Odell Beckham can be a pain in the butt and he ain't going to get cut because he has too much talent. But if you're a guy trying to make the team – and you fuck up like you're cut and that's the scary thing about you Jackson there's it just seems there's like no fear there's no intimidation there's no desire to be great everybody just seems comfortable and safe and it's like hey man it's fun to play in Cleveland but with comfortability and safety there's no victories there's one victory in 2 years it's got to be turned around this year and and don't get fooled because when you watch hard knocks you know, like the, the first the year with the Rams, you watch Hard Knocks and they're like, "Wow, Jared Goff's got potential." And look at these guys making these catches and these plays. And then what you realize is like when the season starts, they suck and they suck that year. I think they went like four and twelve or something. Like, don't be fooled by Jarvis Landry, who I love is a great player, great fantasy guy to get this year. Going to get a lot of garbage points. Like, don't be fooled by watching him make his one-handed catches. Don't be fooled by, you know, this guy looking good, or Baker Mayfield looking good, or Tyro Taylor going five for five in a preseason game. The Browns are gonna be terrible once again. Don't don't be fooled.
0: If terrible, they have too much talent to be.
1: What do you mean they have too much talent? How much talent do they
0: have? Well, like they have a few capable quarterbacks. They have Ah. and and at least average defense. If it wasn't for bad in-game coaching and decisions last year, they probably would have won two or three or four games. Wow. Um, had it not been for, And I don't watch the Browns enough to know whether it's a tanking things where they lost on purpose, took out a key guy on purpose. No, they didn't tank but any games. They it wanted was, to win. I, I, I at least remember the game against Indianapolis, I want to say, the uh-huh. overtime game.
1: Yeah. Um
0: Yeah. That Indianapolis was getting ran over. Like They looked like a team that didn't want to win. They looked tired and uninspired, but they ended up winning that yep. game off a late field goal because Cleveland just let them march right down.
1: Yeah, I mean, you Jackson makes a lot of mistakes. It's and-
0: whether or not he's a lovable guy, if he's a good coach, whatever you want to call it, he just doesn't embody toughness.
1: I never said he was a good coach. I said he's a lovable guy. I And
0: he he may be a quote-unquote good coach. But he I mean, doesn't embody toughness the way that I would want my football club to be represented. Of course. So, like I said, to have him as a head coach is almost not bad, but it's not the ideal situation.
1: Not to interrupt, but what I said about last week is this: when you have a coach as a hard ass, you need a guy like you, Jackson, to play good cop. So he's the assistant coach. So when the when the coach when the head coach reams out some guy's asshole. Hugh Jackson comes along and plays good cop. And he's like, hey, man, don't take it the wrong way. Be inspired by this. Let that, you know, be. don't, you know, keep working hard. You're doing great. The head coach is going to bust your ass because he believes in you. So he's. So the so good- what
0: you're saying is that Hugh Jackson is a professional assistant coach. He should be Absolutely. a lifelong
1: assistant coach. He should be a quarterback's coach, maybe even an offensive coordinator. But head coach... He doesn't put fear into his players where they, you know. No, of course not. They're they're scared to win. They have to win. Like winning is not like that important. But it's like when you go to it and like when people leave the Patriots, they're like, it wasn't fun and I was miserable, blah, blah, blah. But they're winning. All that though. bullshit. When they leave Cleveland, they're gonna go, Hey man, I love you, Jackson. He's great, man. He treats me with respect. He treats me like a man. It was a great atmosphere. I, I missed all the guys. I missed the locker room. And you're like, yeah, but you won one game in two years, man. It's not working. And it's not going to work.
0: Being a professional football player in Cleveland may be fun, but it's not truly fun in the fact that you, like you said, you won one game in two years. Like, how, the, how fun is that? Well, Getting your I mean, ass guys, scraped on sure. every Sunday afternoon. Like, come on, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what we're doing here.
1: Yeah, but a lot of guys, like, leave New England and they win and they say they're miserable. So, like, you never know. I mean, some of these guys are just like, you know what? I want to be comfortable. And if you're in Cleveland, you're in a comfortable place. But, you know, it's tough on the fans, man. One win in fucking two years, like, that's just brutal. Fucking brutal. The Falcons have three playoff wins in two years. The Browns have one win in two years. Exactly. You guys Uh, have... Two more wins in the playoffs than they do in the regular season. Insane.
0: And and not to digress, but really to digress, that's kind of what no matter if we are winning the Super Bowl, no matter if we're doing good, doing bad, whatever you want to call it, this is the type of relevance that us as Falcons fans should be rooting for. Like, yeah, we may have a not great offensive coordinator. We might have lost the best OC in football history. We might have – team that may not win it all, but we Falcons fans, we are relevant. This is what we wanted. This is how you build a winning culture. And to go back to Hugh Hugh Jackson, he seems to be okay with not winning more than one or two games in a season, and that's fine. Well, he he cares
1: more about his relationships with his players. and, And
0: we need guys in the world like that. There's, of we course, do. going to be always a place for him. Not maybe in the NFL, but in football in particular for yeah. guys like that. But Hugh Jackson involved in my organization, no thanks.
1: Well, another thing, too, is like Andy Dalton. Let's say he becomes a, a really solid quarterback. I still think the jury's out on Andy Dalton. In is five ju- years, how
0: can the jury be out in this short in this long of a time period?
1: Well, he's probably you know in garbage time last year he had signs of like he's coming around but it was garbage time like they were out of it but the point is let's say he has a great year this year he could be like you know what you Jackson helped me out so much when you Jackson was in Cincinnati he taught me things that I'll, I'll I'll always know and and like got me to where I am right now so like that might be you Jackson's impact but and far as far as Cleveland the the dream of this guy going one in thirty one and turning it around ain't gonna happen. It's too loose of a, It's too loose. It's there's no fear. I've never seen a, a a hard knocks where you're just like man. It's like it's like club med in there. Like well, to somebody see him, you watch, to see
0: him go to the little cookout at whoever's house. I forget, but whoever's house was, it could have yeah. been at his house for all I know. Sure. But to see him go to that cookout and look at the boosters and all the fans and all the mid-level executives and all that in the eye and say, "I have a system that works. This is our team. This is Cleveland. Uh, this this and that." And my man, like, your system isn't working. Like, I don't like. No. I don't care who you are. The team that the Cleveland Browns had last year, they had a little bitty semblance of talent. You don't go defeated like that. You don't I, not, not win even, four or five games. You know, like that, 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 that's inexcusable. Because...
1: But you gotta win four games. You know, like Jim Harbaugh came to the 49ers, a team that was a mess, and like he he turned them into a winner. Like whoever he had, he turned Alex Smith into a good quarterback. He turned Colin Kaepernick into a great quarterback. Like he he turned team uh you know like he turned that thing around fast. And you just don't have any hope. Like, why would why is Joe Jackson, after going one and thirty one, gonna turn this shit around? And he's probably not. And no, it's like he probably will not. The new guy that comes in, he's like, you know what? He's such a nice guy. I want to give him one shot. Cause, like, look, if even we had a really good coach, we're probably only winning six games this season. So, let's give him one more shot, and then we'll get a new coach in there next year, and 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 change the whole. You know, they always say they're changing the whatever it is, the environment and the whole thing around. But there needs to be a change of like the fear is put into these guys that they have to play. Like Miles Garrett, I just don't see the the urgency of him to be amazing. Like I just don't see it in him, and I don't I think agree. there's any coach is lighting a fire in his ass. And this guy's supposed to be Von Miller. Like he went to the same school as Von Miller. He's supposed to be the next Von Miller, and and you're just like, well, where is that urgency? I want to see this guy as a maniac. On and this I show.
0: hate I hate to compare draft picks to players because individuals are so different. Yeah, but I. I I 100% agree with your point. Is This kid was the first overall pick, and he should be out there at least looking the part.
1: You don't see the urgency on the show.
0: There's only one, two, three, four. You can count on one hand how many Browns you can count and see the urgency from. Like you know what you it's, do? it's 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 bad whenever I watch hard knocks and me, yeah. I I consume a lot of NFL material like on Facebook and on sure. Instagram. I follow all the pages. So you see uh-huh. these clips, it's bad whenever I have to look at Jarvis Landry and say, Wow, he's really motivated. He's the most motivated Brown I, I see.
1: I know, I agree. He's screaming and stuff and And that's good, know. that's
0: good, but maybe it is it's good. too little too late for him.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not for he's him but for An them. amazing fantasy year. Draft him in fantasy for sure. He's going to get so much garbage points. And if Des Bryant signs, it will help him too. Who knows with Des Bryant. It's good for Hard Knocks. Des Bryant coming in there, the Des Bryant show is great for Hard Knocks. And they'll probably document it live. Should we start with uh, another sport or should we go into the first week of preseason NFL?
0: Uh, let's save the preseason games for the end of the episode. We'll make um, okay. ev- everyone else listen to our boring sports takes before we get to the meat and potatoes of the whole thing. You got
1: it. Well, what are we doing now? Baseball, basketball, hockey?
0: Because there's not much going on in b- basketball, we'll go there and go ahead and get that out of the way.
1: Please get out of the way fast.
0: Um, I don't have much in in the whole notes thing. But, You're going to um, tell me about it? Uh, uh, n- I know we discussed this maybe a little bit last episode. But Uh there's a new NCAA rule that came out that says that um, players who don't get selected in the NBA draft can now return to college. Yeah. And the other big caveat to that new rule, bill, whatever the bureaucratic institution of the NCAA wants to call it, is um, high school players are now allowed agents, but these agents have to be vetted and verified Through the NCAA. So now high school players can get the help picking colleges and negotiating, not uh, rules of play, but ultimately their huge vetting process of which college to actually choose and attend. They will Uh now have some actual professional help instead of their parents or them doing everything. Or even worse, just not going.
1: Gotcha. Um...
0: I'm not quite sure if you heard, but there was a huge meme saga that went on last week. Um, The Hawks and Carmelo Anthony had a weird relationship for a few days. Um, The Hawks actually traded for Carmelo Anthony, bought him out and waived him.
1: Uh But uh,
0: they made a tweet that said, Hey, Carmelo, we're going to ship your jersey to you as soon as it gets printed. And they put up a picture of the jersey that they got printed for him. Now,
1: now when you see this, like... He
0: was a a Hawks legend for, like, a
1: day. Yeah, but, you know, when you see that and they're, like, trolling him, doesn't it make you realize what a pain in the butt he is and that, like, he's not going to help the Rockets out?
0: Well, I think you're overlooking something very drastic. Carmelo Anthony was undefeated in Atlanta. Carmelo Anthony never lost a game as an Atlanta Hawks. Well,
1: that's great. But And that's his claim to fame, because everywhere else he goes, he's a loser. He had a little good thing going on in Denver. His New York time was an absolute disaster. And I don't, you know, as long as he doesn't get on the court, he'll be a success in Houston. He's a total liability. He's a total cancer in the locker room. He's a total ball hog. He's never learned how to play the game and made his teammates better or play defense. He just doesn't care. And it's sad because he obviously had so much talent. And I think he'll go down as a bust. For the talent he has, in my opinion, he's a bust. And he's not going to help the Rockets out.
0: Um, the, only, the only way I see him giving an active contribution to the Rockets is uh-huh. if um, because Mike D'Antoni, one of his old coaches, can really Who? bring out the fire in him. Which yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a huge like Dan, t- Dan Tony, t- but I'm not a huge Dan Tony guy, so uh-huh. I don't really buy into that narrative too much. I yeah. think that Carmelo could be a decent contributor in his specific role, but that's um, up to him. Well, it's not necessarily up to him, is because he's such a diva, and his career yeah. has been so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, there there needs to be a coach like Dan Tony that cements a role for Carmelo that uses them just enough. And and there's still some talent that we can milk from Carmelo He's Anthony. He's got to
1: buy into that. He's got to buy into it. He's never bought into that.
0: No, Carmelo Anthony is one of those. Spoiled is the word that comes to mind, but that's in poor taste, so I'm not going to say that word, even though I just did in reference. Yeah. But Carmelo is one of those guys that he needs special kind of coaching because – he is bad at buying into things. He's always been taught that he's special, that he's a great talent. And now in the darker days of his career, he needs a coach that can bring out that whole, you know, buy-in team, come off the bench thing, where he can actually get a good number of shots up and still be confident and still lead a second unit in scoring. he's not that
1: guy man he's never been that guy he could
0: be he could be i'm not even a a hater i'm I'm not even a hater he's just just, saying i'm just he could be that guy but he's not gonna buy into that
1: i'm just gonna go back to the the espn article how it was about how there's more to life than basketball and he's a businessman he's making business deals and people are like commenting they're like well he's an he's an nba player like we don't want to read about a guy who's in his NBA like sixth or seventh season who's like bored of the game and there's more to it and he doesn't care about it. Like he's getting paid a lot of money to be passionate about basketball. And that was the whole angle of the article. Like he's a you know, like he's a businessman first and he's there's more to life than basketball. It's like, no, you're getting paid that much money. You know, you're representing a team that wants to win, that hasn't won that that was the time he's at the Knicks. It's kind of like if you read an article about Julio Jones and was like, Julio Jones is like, yeah, football, whatever, but like, I'm looking past football right now. I'm like trying to set up my business options for when I retire. There's more to life than football right now. And you're like, "Fuck, man, I want well, you to win the Super well, Bowl, well, man." And and he's
0: not wrong in saying that because there is life outside of a football, but that's not as a fan what you want to hear. You want to no, hear you don't want to hear that, that shit. That, that while the time he's here, he's bought in completely.
1: Exactly. And and you listen you to want him guys say that and and,
0: and and you don't take it in poor taste because you know that he's a human too, but work comes first.
1: I mean, well like any job, like if any like say if you work at Walmart, you have other aspirations, they would get it. But if you have a good job, like in, you know, the, the white-collar world the business or whatever, or you're a CEO of a company, or you're a big dude in a company, they don't want you to say, like, well, you know, other things are more important first. Like, fuck no, man.
0: And while it may be true, like you said, they just don't want to hear that.
1: Exactly. I didn't want to hear that. I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's why the Knicks suck. Articles like this.
0: Um, so moving on, there are rumors that the Cavaliers are actually ready and preparing trade packages for Hassan Whiteside. All Um, I think what they're going to do is they're going to include guys that they're kind of spent on, like uh-huh. Kyle Korver.
1: What about Love?
0: Um, I think they'll, they'll hold on to Love. Um, I mean,
1: I, what 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 can they get? I mean, Ka- Kyle Korver has no value, man. Yes,
0: he does. Yes, he does. Kyle Are you Korver crazy, had
1: a, hey, dude? Maybe last year Kyle
0: Korver didn't have a great year, but the year before that with the Cavs or um the the the, the so you're half, saying the, the wait, half year that the Hawks traded the Cavs? To, uh, Cohen, how
1: old how old is Kyle Korver? Uh, probably thirty-seven. 38, probably thirty-eight. How old how old is his son Whiteside? 26 27 maybe so you're saying a 26 year old nba player in his prime who's like a second team all-star player has the same value of a guy who plays seven minutes and 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 only can hit a few 3s Threes,
0: threes saying, more
1: than twos you, this is almost kevin pilar uh, manny machado shit
0: I, I i never the words that it'll be a Kyle Korver for Hassan Whiteside trade straight up, and it's a fair trade. Never came out of my mouth.
1: I know, I'm but he's not even that, worth that, the pack. That
0: this is this is a team maybe paired with a guy like Tristan Thompson, who the Cavs are obviously spent and tired
1: of dealing with another the outside guy that influences. But but, but, but but Cohen, ask yourself if you're the if you're the if you're the uh, Heat, would you make that trade,
0: knowing that Hassan Whiteside is probably done in Miami? So you want and isn't Tristan anymore— no, Do I want... don't want. No, no, I don't want.
1: These are two useless players.
0: No, I never said I wanted the the Hassan Whiteside, but like this is just a trade that works out for both parties. Why? Hassan Whiteside does not want to be in Miami any, anymore. So might as well let, let, let a team value? who who went to the Eastern Conference Finals and the real NBA Finals last year let but why them Well, I just want to give value. Because you're not getting any value. Sometimes yeah. Addition Unless by subtraction. Sometimes, salary. sometimes I'm not quite sure how much you know about math. I don't know much.
1: I get, I get. But the idea addition by subtraction
0: contract. is the best, and it's not even jumping so, a contract. It's dumping a toxic personality. Hassan Whiteside does not want to be in Miami anymore. He wants a change of scenery, and so to do that for two, a player, no, you're I'm not.
1: Get two absolutely useless players for him. I'm not going to the Miami Heat, might. I'm Why simply reporting it, the news on two useless players. Okay, well, because they're because they're the not Hassan really Whiteside. I can't imagine that they would trade like the the uh, the Heat would give away. And I and I get like if he's toxic, whatever, and he needs to change the scenery. But I I can't imagine them getting like to be, qu- too- to be
0: quite honest with you. I I I can totally see a trade for Whiteside being just straight up Tristan Thompson and a and a pick.
1: Well, that's ridiculous because 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 you have useless. to think because
0: you have to think Hassan Whiteside is making near max money. He's making max if, money for two if years ago. Doing that, so if the contract doing that, is big. They just
1: want to dump a contract. It's all about dumping a contract.
0: So you think if the Heat got Tristan Thompson, they would dump him Im- immediately?
1: I uh, I I know uh, that's I, absolutely I, incorrect.
0: Useless. I know they would. He's Useless. He's not useless. You can get some sort of minutes out of him. They won't be good minutes. They'll be minutes.
1: Yeah, but they're going to be a bad team. So he's useless. He's only good no, on a good
0: He's t- useful for a bad team because he is bad. If this he's was the Warriors, they would be, he would be useless.
1: No, he'd be useful because he can give them eight minutes of rebounds and a body. So
0: moving on, um, I'm not quite sure. Your old hometown, or near your hometown, I guess. York. Um, well, you said you used to be a, uh, or well, you said you're a Patriots fan, so... Correct. You know, My dad's all, the, Boston. All, all the whole New York, Boston, New England kind of shit runs together to me because I'm from the sure. south where we have real state lines.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: the rookie, Robert Williams, the guard, um, actually missed a flight and was late to some team practices on separate occasions. So he actually uh-huh. got an apartment two minutes, a two-minute walk from the practice facility. He pretty much moved like next door to the garden and Brad Stevens came out and said it would be a good thing so he wouldn't miss any more practices.
1: He's a young kid. When uh Taylor Sagan is a NHL player in the Bruins, that kid missed so many flights, so many practices. I and mean, these kids are 22 years old. They're they're getting money thrown at them and they're it's like sometimes they don't have their shit together, you know? And they're they're 21, 22-year-old kids. I mean, you went to University of Alabama. You failed out. How many no, times I didn't. did you miss class? I don't know how
0: many times I have to tell you this. I did not fail out. I, oh, I independently, independently out. decided sorry. to stop my education there. I what could, was your GPA? I could I could GPA? Ta- my GPA is like probably like 2.5. I could okay. take classes there again next semester if I wanted to. But I'm not in Alabama. Oh. so. My
1: bad. I thought you flunked unless out. Unless I
0: wanted to commute three and a half hours every day, I, I, I'm not going to do that.
1: I'll use that joke a few more times. Uh, because you love it. I love it. Anyway, he's a 21, 22-year-old kid. Uh, better he does it now than in five years. It's uh, I, I really don't know what to say. I mean, you're dealing with, with kids sometimes, you know? You're dealing with, when I was 19, 20, I missed classes all the time. I, I would stay up. I'm like, I got to get up for class. I got to get up for class. I wake up, I go, I ain't fucking making this class. And I go back to sleep.
0: Um, so. so moving on, a few more NBA notes we have. I think I have two more. Um, s- speaking back on Carmelo Anthony, I'm not quite sure if you know this or not, but Carmelo Anthony has a streak in the NBA which is pretty unrivaled and is a streak of never coming off the bench.
1: If, well, I. So Carmelo I how, Anthony, long, how long are we going to talk about Carmelo Anthony in August? Well, I fucking. I can't stand the guy. Well, I'm not well, going to give him any credit. Well, well seeing, as,
0: uh, seeing as he holds the NBA's longest active, never starting a game on the bench streak ever, yeah. we'll, we'll give him 30 seconds. He cares probably more about that than winning a ring. So, Carmelo Anthony has started 1,054 games straight. There are games that he sat out in the middle of the season for injury, but he has never started a game on the bench.
1: Well, Carmelo, get ready to eat some pine, baby. Even
0: even LeBron has one game in 2007-2008 whenever he let Anderson Barajal start over him, but Carmelo Anthony has a 100% starting percentage in the NBA in terms of lineups. That will end this season, you're saying?
1: Carmelo, get ready to eat some bench, baby.
0: All right. Our last NBA note is that Andre Iguodala said about Steph Curry, quote, Steph Curry has pretty much been mm-hmm. the GM, so I want to be on his good side when my contract comes up, end quote.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I Steph can see Curry that. Is
0: really the Kaiser so-say of the Warriors like that? Well, belt?
1: I think it's this. He was the guy that turned everything around. He was the first guy to kind of turn that whole city around, that whole franchise around. And he's a good guy. So it's like the general manager goes to him and he goes, who do you want around? So it's like if he says, like, you know, Draymond Green, yeah, he's a gritty player, he's a little dirty, but, like, he's just a pain in the ass. Get rid of him. They would Get rid of him. So it's kind of like, He has the eyes and ears of the general manager more than anybody else. He's kind of the guy that's like, keep this guy. This guy's got talent. Get rid of this guy. It's another thing too. It's like even if like he plays against the Lakers, and he's like, I know Nick Young is kind of raw, but he's got game. If we get him, we'll have a Nick Young has hell of
0: game. I love Nick Young. Yeah.
1: So it's like if we get Nick Young, I go on the bench. This guy can hit three, four. I mean, four threes in a row. You know, we don't miss a beat. And then they go and they get him. So he's kind of like the you know, gives the general manager like who to go after, who to keep, and I can see that. So he's kind of like the eyes and ears of the team.
0: I just thought that was like super funny because I know that what he said is is tongue in cheek and it's in jest, you know, but like I can really see Steph Curry having it's the pull real, like though. that, you know?
1: Well, I think it's of a little course. bit real. I'll keep some pull I said, like that. I, I of course it's real. He is the guy that turned it around, and he's the likable, lovable guy. They want him to stay there his whole career. So obviously, if they want him to play his whole career in Golden State, they're going to ask him. They're going to be like, what do you think of this guy? Is is, is Cousins worth getting, or is he going to be a head case here? No, go well, for, get Cousins. For
0: $5 million, I'll take a head case any day of the week.
1: Well... It's hard to be a head case, though. That's what I've learned. When you're in a winning atmosphere, it's hard to be a head case.
0: Yeah, so Maddie, what we're going to do is we're going to move on to baseball. Because yeah. we have a few baseball notes. I know that Manny Machado hasn't been super, super resilient in, in in playing for your Dodgers. He had a, he had a hot start, but... Him and the entire Dodgers have just kind of cooled off. You no,
1: know, play a first because it's time they turn on three or four and they run that division, and they've made the NL West really interesting. There's three teams separated by a couple games, the Rockies, the D-backs, and them. And you just think, like, well, they got Dozier. They got Machado. It's like if they don't make the World Series, the season is a major disappointment. And it just doesn't seem like they're getting that clicking thing that like makes you know like okay this is they're the 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 odds on favor in the west and they are even the national league i'm kind of shocked i thought they would just run off as i said 30 of 50 go play 700 yeah the rest of the season but they have not done that they've kind of just kind of been stagnant and not it's like they're pressing too hard it's like we have all the talent we're pressing
0: so speaking of a game that's eleven and four in our last fifteen, the Atlanta
1: Braves. The Braves back in first place. So we have the second best
0: record in the National League. As you League. predicted. As I predicted.
1: Yes. Um,
0: we're currently winning against Miami right now, two to zero in the second. And game. And you already won the first double a doubleheader. We won the first uh-huh. game, um, yep. nine to one. Uh, our one of our prospects, Tuki Toussaint. He uh, plays with the Gwinnett Stripers a lot. Triple-A, he made his major league debut today. And he a, crushed it. Had a great outing. His curveball is nasty. His fastball was 96. And he hit his
1: spots, which is nice. It's amazing they waited so long to bring him up.
0: Yeah, he's one of those guys that I think that maybe could have started the first month in Triple-A, but then made his way to the majors. Yeah. But um, I don't get paid. To make those big decisions? Well, sometimes
1: you need a guy like that that, like, you Has bring him up Has a chip on later. his shoulder,
0: and he's like, yo, you should have brought me up now, and then really
1: sh- Well, here's another out. thing. Nobody's seen him. So he's only going to go around the league one time, if that. So if he pitches a regular season, he'll tire out. He'll come up strong. Everybody's talking about him. By the end of the season, his arm's burned out because he – he pitched so hard in the in the major leagues. Everybody's seen what he has. Nobody's really going to see him. So when he gets to the playoffs, you know it's going to be interesting. If Maddie, did good. you just say when he gets to the playoffs instead of if? Yeah, I, I think the Braves will make it. I mean, you never wow, know. Wow,
0: Maddie, you just made my heart start beating, my man. I just it's think they have concreting a us into the playoffs like that.
1: But I could be a jinx. I just think. They have a little more talent than the Phillies. It's a bummer. I and want to. Phillies-
0: it's not even a, a little. The, the Phillies have been doing le- uh, more with less. The Braves should be, be probably about five or seven wins above their record right now. Yeah. But because of poor management during games. Oh, here we I'll go. Excuse
1: it. Here we go. Um, Guys, done an amazing job. In the, some Bra-
0: the Braves are head and shoulders better than the Phillies, and I'm talking like not even joking. Yeah. But somehow we're letting this be a battle. These next 20 games, I think we're playing 22 games in 20 days. But these next 22 games, we're going to distance ourselves from the Phillies.
1: Well, I think once you took the lead, I think, yeah. I think it's only a matter of time, for real.
0: Um, So some more MLB notes that we have going um, I know that the three teams at this very moment that have a wild card berth are Philadelphia and Milwaukee, Arizona, Chicago, and Atlanta, being the division leaders.
1: Uh-huh. Um,
0: your Dodgers are currently on the outside looking in. It's crazy. Do the Dodgers ultimately make the playoffs, Maddie?
1: You know, on paper they should, but you never they know, will. man. Of course they will, Maddie. Let's not. You don't know. Crazy. No, you don't know. I know. You that. don't know. It's just like everybody goes, "Oh, well, the Nats are going to make the playoffs. The Nats will turn it around."
0: They haven't. So, Maddie, how much it, rent does your sister charge you to live in her place?
1: Uh, I'm not going to say.
0: All right. Is it above a, 400 bucks?
1: No, below.
0: Damn, must be nice because I, I pay over. Absolutely. I pay over 450. Z- to, to, to I don't want to make
1: people mad, but it's zero.
0: Well, I was gonna say that if the Dodgers don't make the playoffs, I'd I'd pay your rent.
1: Well, you can. I, you know, I, you yeah, can no, pay. no,
0: that's a good. That's a bet I'm willing to take. A Zero dollars. Right okay, now. yeah.
1: You pay it right now, buddy. Um, how about you can buy a flight for me to Atlanta? How about that? That's about three four hundred.
0: On what airline? What are you flying? First class. Spirit. I can get you one one eighty
1: on Spirit. All right, all right, we'll do it, man.
0: All right. So that's a bet now, but. Teams like Colorado, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, Washington, San Fran, they have realistic shots of pushing for the wild card in their respective divisions you're uh-huh. in the West. The the Central is kind of out of reach because the Cubs will get hot again. Yeah. Just because National League is so bad.
1: I think the Cubs will make the World Series right now. Gun, gun point to my head, gun to my head, I'm on the Cubs.
0: Out of the NL, gun pointed to my head, Atlanta but Chicago is definitely second-best team. Not I mean, a, that's not a homer pick, though. It's not. It's not. Okay. A- Atlanta is just hands down the most talented team in the National League. And if we're not, shoot me.
1: They but, have young talent.
0: But look at the ceiling, though. Like You've already
1: seen some of the talent exhibited. The ceiling's amazing. Their future looks amazingly bright. I just don't see it this year. But their ceiling looks incredibly bright. Incredibly bright.
0: So, a stat that I had to pull up for you from, I think, five days ago. The Uh Diamondbacks played the Phillies in a game that the Phillies ultimately lost in 14 innings. But it's just a crazy stat to kind of get our creativity flowing. The Diamondbacks' David Peralta came up a triple short of the cycle, but hit two home runs. One of them being the walk-off. Yeah. So a triple short of the cycle. He didn't get his first hit until the ninth
1: inning. It's pretty wild. I mean, the beauty of baseball is it's been around since the 1800s. We're talking three fucking centuries. You know, like it's been played in three different centuries. And there's still statistics that are brand new. So, like, a guy will have a game that, like, never happened ever before. So, I'm sure the David Peralta game, it's like, if he did it for the cycle, or even if he had two home runs, there's probably, like, a guy who's never had two home runs where he got his first hit in the ninth inning. You know?
0: Yep. They can make it a stat for anything.
1: Exactly. And we've had baseball for three centuries. That's the beauty of it. It's a stat-driven sport, for sure.
0: It is. So speaking of stats, um, yes. do you remember a fella by the name of Jason Wirth?
1: Of course, the guy on the long hair on the uh, Phillies and the Nationals.
0: Yes. He had a better part of his career with the Phillies. Played well for the Nationals, but kind of was lackluster, to be honest. I thought he
1: was bad on the Nationals. I thought he they, they paid him big bucks to do what he did with the Phillies, and he didn't come through. But he was injured all the time. He was hurt. He so, didn't have a body to play baseball. He He was tall and lanky and he had that silly long hair. Well, he
0: played outfield was his problem. Yeah. So, Jason Worth came out last week. Really, it was really this uh, the, the end of last week, Saturday, and said that statistics-driven "quote unquote super nerds are killing baseball." Do you agree? I agree yes. in a sense that all these stats like WAR and all the other three-letter acronyms that you can make up are yeah. taking away from the fun of the MLB. But absolutely, we do need these stats in terms of record-keeping. But the way that they're valued today is a little bit skewed.
1: Um, Absolutely, statistics are ridiculous, if you ask me. Um... You know, a guy can go three for ten and bat 300 and then never drive anybody in. Or, like, I remember guys that, like, when I, I was a big – when I was really into the Red Sox about seven years ago, Adrian Gonzalez was on the Red Sox. And, man, this guy couldn't get a clutch hit. And they're like, well, he's – his war is this and his war is that and his this is that. And I I'm do like, like wins above the replacement as suck? a stat
0: in specific because – it's real. It's tangible. It is a made up number, yes, but it does show an actual purpose. They always, but some stats. of these other like OPS and all. I, I don't like that. You know, like it, it, it's a made up imaginary number. Sure, there
1: was always stats to make him look better to make like certain players that you like. You just watch. You watch him every day, and you're like, this guy sucks. He never gets a big hit. He's paid the big bucks to bat forth. And he never gets a big hit, and then you'll tell somebody, This dude sucks, and then it'll give you these stupid stat what are some of the other ones besides WAR that like are new. I don't like OPS. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the OPS are like his OPS is the you know, the third highest first baseman in the American league. I'm like, Yeah, I watch him and he sucks. He never gets a big hit for us. His job is to hit clutch hits. So sometimes stats are are, are very misleading. I agree.
0: I, would, I wouldn't I would go as far to say what he says is they're killing the MLB. But I would say that there's a group of baseball fans who value these stats too much. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, certain guys, like, I'll give J.D. Martinez his due. Like, his statistics, like, I think in 162 games, like, from last year to this year, he's got, like, 60 home runs, 150 RBIs what a 320 average and you know what watching him like he lives up to the hype so he lives up to the stats but certain guys that they throw these statistics they don't live up to it no Matty goldberg
0: yo are you ready to move on to the meat and potatoes of our show
1: nfl nfl wmba or nfl
0: wmba the meat and potatoes my favorite sport
1: All right, let's do the NFL. Are we talking about major indoor lacrosse?
0: No, Matty, we're not going to do major league lacrosse. We are, in fact, going to do major league or not major league football. That's like a knockoff league, but we're going to do the National Football League, commissioned by Roger Goodell home to the best entertainment in the world, all the best cameras, all the best camera angles, the best commercials, the best TV product on TV today, the NFL.
1: Sundays are like Christmas, baby. Every Sunday can for be For 21 Christmas, weeks. I swear. For about for about 22 weeks. So you Maddie, know, we're such diehards. We we get bummed out when the playoffs start because we only get a few games a week. I was about to we say, want-
0: I, I can only watch th- three games a week whenever the playoffs start. But during the regular season, I can watch 16, 15 games. You know it. So, Maddie, besides the whole Alfred Morris going to the 49ers, besides the whole Roquan Smith getting his contract done, the holdout's over, besides the whole transaction.
1: We got to talk about. Well, I'll let you go. Sorry. I was jumping the gun. Are you good? Are you good? Yeah, I'm just excited about talk about one thing that happened last week. What is it? Go ahead. What is it? Well, Cam Newton, Cam Newton, Kelvin Benjamin.
0: So what was your read on that? Whose team are you on?
1: Well, first of all, Kelvin Benjamin, not right for saying what he said. Even if it's true, you've only been in the league three years. I agree. Cam is Cam's an MVP. Like, keep your mouth shut. It didn't work out. Maybe you guys didn't get along. Maybe Cam wanted you traded. Maybe Cam was like, get him out of here. Maybe you have sour grapes. But you know what? It's like, you know, keep your mouth shut. Like, you don't need to go there. I agree. You know, do, do, um, your, do your revenge on the field. Football if you have a,
0: and the culture of football is such a fraternity and team-oriented yeah. sport. Not just for the guys that you play with, but for the guys in the whole league. Uh-huh. Um, it's just in poor taste to say sure. something like that, you know?
1: Well, I was gonna finish what I was gonna say. So please do. Yeah. So it's like you just you get your revenge by having a big season. So then everybody goes, "Wow, Carolina really fucked that up." And wow, it's it, maybe Cam Newton isn't that great that he couldn't get this guy the ball eighty times a year for eight hundred yards and seven or eight touchdowns. Like maybe there's something wrong with Cam.
0: So now, did you did you did you hear about what Shannon Sharp said about Kelvin Benjamin?
1: But let me just finish with Cam. Okay. Now, just Cam, don't answer
0: my question. Fuck it then.
1: You're you're in. I didn't hear it, but we'll get to it in a sec. You're in the league for eight years. You don't need to to get out there. Like you'd be the bigger man. Just go. Just say, hey, man. Like that's on him. I'm focused on my job. But like, come on. Did you on, see the Cam. video?
0: Cam is a huge man.
1: Cam, Cam, Cam looks big
0: as fuck.
1: Cam I felt is the fear. Large and
0: in charge. Cohen.
1: I felt the fear. Me too. If me you, too. If you if you ever talk shit about me. When I If I come up to you, I will come up to you what Cam did to Kelvin, and you will you will cower like Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, I'm, I'm scared.
0: Just, I, I'm scared. If you do what
1: Cam did to Kelvin, I'm scared. Exactly. Like, it was like, yo, like, you're kind of lucky that there's cameras here, that there's players here, because I would fucking throw down right now. But Cam's got to be better than that. He's just got to be like, I'm focused on my job, so then it makes Kelvin look totally bad. Now it's like he said, she said, it's a mess. All right, now so what does my Sharp my
0: say? my whole take on the thing before we get into Shannon Sharps cutting comments to Kelvin yeah. Benjamin and as a big guy myself I'm hurt. But before we get into that, my take on the whole scuffle altercation because it wasn't a fight, there was no contact even made. No, no. Um, I feel that Cam Newton is trying to grasp for straws. By trying to level with a guy that he no longer plays with and no longer should have any contact with. Yeah. Regardless, what Kelvin Benjamin said, whether or not it was wrong or it was right, because me being a Cam Newton hater as a Falcons fan would say probably most of it is true, what Mm -hmm. Kelvin Benjamin said. Um, It just didn't need to be said. No, it (laughs) doesn't need to be said. Like, it's like someone... Not to get political, just using this as an example, but like, yeah. like if someone if someone said, "Oh, Melania Trump's an immigrant," like, yeah, yeah, okay, that could be true, but what what does that have to do with anything? You know, like it's like, yeah, the, that could be true, and that could hold some weight and maybe another argument, but like, what does that have to do with what we're doing well, here, now? Well, here's you know, the one
1: thing about how talented Cam Newton is. Let's just say Kelvin Benjamin is basically saying. He does the least with the most. I used to get that with stand up. People used to tell me when I started because I didn't work hard enough. They're like, you do the least with the most. And it's like a compliment, but it's not. And if he's saying that Cam. I would say that is not a compliment. But if he's saying Cam is doing the least with the most, you're like, holy shit, this guy's had a great career. He's an MVP, he's made it to the Super Bowl, and he's still doing the least with the most. Imagine if he actually cared. He'd be, a, he'd be a, uh, one of the greatest of all time.
0: Um, I don't know about that in specific. I think... I don't know. I'm biased as a Falcons fan.
1: Well, of course you are. And... Uh, I mean, you hate Drew Brees.
0: I don't see...
1: I do Admit hate Drew, Drew Brees. And he's great. You're asking me to say that Drew Brees is great? Dude, this is a guy on his bye. He fucking goes to a fucking football field when nobody's fucking there and he simulates a game by himself. Like a whack job. From 1 to 4.
0: All right. All That's right. A Okay, fucking okay. Okay. He is. As much as I hate the New Orleans Saints, yeah, Drew Brees is a great NFL quarterback and historically has been great and will make the Hall of Fame.
1: And has done the most with his talent, being he's only probably six feet tall and people said he was never going to make it.
0: Let's not act like the Saints are lacking of talent. Admit, I look, will dude, he I, hey hey, 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 most. hey, hey. I will admit, Drew Brees has won Despite his front office delivering him a subpar entering raw product,
1: but let's not say that they have
0: a lack of talent
1: of course they don't, but look at his consistency throughout the years, man. It's incredible.
0: I'll be quite honest with you, like a hundred percent transparent, like my dad was a window or a windex salesman, uh-huh. I was one of the guys who said Drew Brees will start to fall off In these upcoming seasons
1: Still and, hasn't And he's
0: made me eat cardboard and cat litter
1: Exactly brother
0: Makes me feel real bad huh
1: Well I mean You much rather there was He was so close to signing him in, in Miami About 8-9 years ago And you probably wish that happened You think so? Yeah, it was he's going either Miami. Miami did a, they did a physical on him, he didn't really pass the physical. So he went with the Saints. What do you mean he didn't pass the physical? Because he had a terrible injury on the Chargers. Oh yeah, I remember that. He, and he had that's this terrible why. Elbow injury, to and they did a physical and they're like, nah, this guy is he's damaged. Like he'll never be the same. I mean they made that determination, which probably set the, the Dolphins back years. Or else the AFC East would be really interesting with the Patriots and the Dolphins.
0: Um, so I've done enough shit talking on the Saints. Yes. What else do you have in terms of football news? I have have a few things, but what
1: do you got? All right, last week we did the overs and unders. And we were like, first of all, the, the numbers were so low. Every game was 36, 37. And the regular season, the numbers are like forty two or, or at least
0: seven or eight points higher.
1: Yeah. So, what I determined, I went through all the games. I believe I I I'm so dumb because I I had the number a second ago. I think the number because there were sixteen games. It was like eleven and five or twelve and it's four. It's twelve and four. Overs. I think it's what you told me on the break. Yeah, twelve and four with the overs, which is crazy. Now, when I go to March Madness, um. For college basketball, every gambler does this. This is why we're called the Degenerate Gambling Podcast. Every gambler, you'll tell you, first round, first games, they take the under in the first half. They just bet every game under. This dude I was with, he's like, I bet 500 on every under. It went like, there's 32 games. I think it went 20 and 12. So Damn. he cleaned up. Yeah, he cleaned I mean, the bad. fuck up. He bad. Yeah, clean the fuck up. The one instance so, that the house doesn't win. So next year, you cats out there, remember week one, the lines are real low, 36 37. It went 12 and 4. You bet a hundred bucks. You you won 800 dollars take another hundred off for the for the VIG. You're, you're up seven hundred bucks. If you bet every game that way. We'll see week two. You never know. Like week two, you go, "Oh my God, this is the trend. The games are lower. We can look at the stats, but um you know twelve and four, man, crazy,
0: Maddie, let's read off a few of these games and go through some general thoughts we i, I we okay. may not even have thoughts on all the games, but I know that you want to ask me about the um Falcons embarrassing performance against the jets yes. i I know you're itching to. Kill me about that.
1: Well, here's my thing, because I've from last year, I've always bashed Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, I just think he sucks. He's just a shitty coach. He's a shitty dude that wanted to sue USC because he got fired because he somehow didn't know that mixing painkillers and alcohol was a problem. Like, get the fuck out of here. You're 45 years old. You know what the fuck you're doing, dude. Every idiot knows that you mix painkillers and alcohol. You're going to be fucked and go to a pep rally and say that, like, Stanford sucks shit, and they can suck his dick. I mean, that's what he pretty much did. So, like when you watch Hard Knocks, too, the coaches take pride in coaching their bench players. So, yeah, Matt Ryan played one series. You know, the starters don't like really I play. Said,
0: like I said, you,
1: they would at least play
0: you, one series.
1: But you take fucking pride in your team doing good. Zero points. It's a bad. It's a bad sign. It, it doesn't look it's, like it's, it's, are going to. I won't say it's around. a bad sign, but it is not a good sign.
0: So, let me preface this. What do you call it? A, a diatribe. Uh huh. Let me preface this diatribe with this. I have personally spoke to Steve Sarkeesian before at the valet. He valeted his G-Wagon with me, and me and him had a five-minute conversation about many, Falcons many and the expectations. Car. I was going to say there was zero alcohol in his car. He was a nice guy. He made the time to talk to me. He knew I wasn't just some weird stan, so he made the time to talk to me and say, this is what we're doing. I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this. And Irregardless, this was about a year ago. Yeah. He seemed to be on the straight and narrow. That being said, I don't necessarily love Steve Sarkisian as our offensive coordinator. I think that one of the few, and few being the key word, positives that he brings to the Falcons is the fact that his play calling is for lack of better terms, unpredictable. Yeah. That not being good, that not being bad. Mm. It could be spun as good because other teams won't have tape for it. And you heard the question mark that I used on the end of that. So let me put it to you this way. Matthew Berry has the Falcons defense in fantasy, which is roughly translated to real life sometimes. As a top three defense. If the Falcons can have a top 10 defense, it doesn't really matter what the offense does. As long as we're not anemic, we will make the playoffs and we will win a game in the playoffs, just like last year. I only expect improvement from last year in terms of results and offensive production. If it doesn't happen, Yes, I will be calling for Sarkeesian's head. If it doesn't happen, and we get back on track, and we're fine, Sarkeesian is fine. I don't think that right now he's a bad OC. I think there's growing pains from his calling his first professional game, and his first professional year, and his first training camp, his first offseason. I think that now, because people forget that, Shanahan wasn't good in his first year either.
1: Okay. So Well, we'll give him another year. Let's give him another year. And
0: that's exactly what is fair. Two years for any coach in almost any situation seems to be fair, correct? Yes. With a college football coach, he wants three years. I see two
1: years being the fairest
0: bet for any coach in any situation.
1: The problem is, is that it's not like he was taking over the Cleveland Browns. He, he, he's taking over uh, a, a Ferrari, an offense that I was, was I was going to use the
0: same analogy. I, I said, yeah. imagine giving your 16-year-old kid the keys to a Ferrari.
1: And yeah. he's just putting it into the wall. Or he's driving it there's, 10 miles per there, hour.
0: There's going to be a few times where your kid is driving the Ferrari 10 miles an hour down the freeway. He wants to be too careful, and then once he gets comfortable, guess what? He's going to ding the garage a few times. He's going to ding the wall a few times.
1: He's going to total it once or twice. This is the year, Cohen. Just this is the year. And I'm saying week four, it's got to get fixed. Week-, week four, it has to get fixed. So- if, you're scoring, if you're scoring 13 points, averaging the first four weeks of the season, unacceptable. Unfucking acceptable
0: I hope to God that's not the case. I'm not ruling it out because... That could very well happen.
1: Well, be careful, brother.
0: I know, and, and and you texted me on Friday night. We had already recorded the episode for that Friday. You texted me. You said, "Yo, are you worried?" I'd be worried, and 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 yeah. At the time, I was a little bit, but listening to some local ATL radio, ninety two nine, the game. Um, I you know, they put they put my heart at ease. So it's guys like you that really confuse me, Maddie. You're you're on my shit list in terms of the NFL preseason. You wanna know why? Why? Because you're one of those guys that when good shit happens, you're like, Ah, don't worry about it. It's the preseason. Uh nah, 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 nah. They're playing against D leaguers, second stringers, blah, blah 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 blah. That's you, okay? Okay. Because you're jaded. You're jaded as an individual. And, no, you do, I just you don't, up, and you don't want to see anyone else other than the Patriots Cohen. have
1: fun. No, that's not true. I grew up in New York, so it's like with the. I, I listen to a lot of sports radio there. And Boston, New York, whatever, even in L.A. a little. And it's like it's a production thing. It's like you're not getting the job done. You're going to get hammered every day on the radio. You get hammered. There's no positivity. You either do the job or you don't. You get hammered. Even guys that are great. Tom Coughlin used to get hammered on the radio. He's got two rings, you know. Anyone,
0: anyone on the radio who would hammer Tom Coughlin should be out of a job.
1: Well, I'm just saying that's how it goes. And like Steve Sarkeesian, you know, if, if it's four weeks in the season, they're averaging 13 points a game. Their their games are 16, 13, 17, 13. No, unacceptable
0: would you rather fire him in the middle of the season rather than wait for the off season? You can't
1: really, you can't really because the offensive coordinator is like, he's, he's got the keys to the car and you don't really want to change the keys to the car. You just got to fire him at the end of the year. Yep. But you I know, agree. cause you got a guy's got a system. So it's like his system. You can't switch a system. It's much easier to fire the head coach. Cause you're kind of changing the culture as opposed like of your system, but it ain't working, man. It just ain't working.
0: Um, As of right now, you are correct. It is not working. Um, Maybe it was because we didn't start Devontae Freeman or Julio. Matt Ryan played one series. Marvin Hall was our go-to receiver. You know, like, so what we're going to do is we, collectively, me as Falcons fans, us as yep. Falcons fans, is we're going to give – Sarkisian the same courtesy that we gave Shanahan because you don't live in Atlanta, Maddie. I do. People wanted Shanahan gone after his first year as an offensive coordinator in Atlanta because shit wasn't going right. Growing pains happened. I'm pretty sure the Falcons might have the worst preseason record over the past four years because we routinely go zero and four and one and three in the preseason strictly because our coaches have wanted to give the young guys a shot. Yep. So to wrap up the Falcons versus the Eagles, seventeen to zero preseason win. The Falcons lost. Jets win. I said Eagles. I'm sorry. huh. Um. I was mad and upset at first, but now I'm better, because you can't have it both ways. You can't be one of those guys who sits here and says, "Oh, preseason doesn't matter," and then get mad whenever my team doesn't
1: do you well in the wanna preseason. You just want to see some sort of. You just it, it's not like a win or loss. You want to score. The like, score doesn't rhythm. matter,
0: and then you want to see rhythm. I didn't necessarily see rhythm on offense. Uh, I saw a few good plays here and there. But what I did see, see, I saw a little bit on defense, which was good. This preseason game wasn't a total letdown because of the reps that we saw from the young guys and the tape that we saw that the Mm -hmm. offense is not clicking yet like it needs to. But we will be fine. The Falcons will be fine. I'm a little bit better in my headspace since that game happened. Yep. But... I still believe the Falcons will go to the Super Bowl. Matty Goldberg, do me a favor.
1: Read Yo. off the next score
0: on the NFL preseason list.
1: Okay, so we got the Carolina Panthers beat the Buffalo Bills 28-23. Which is interesting because of the fight that happened. High-scoring game, we said it was going to be low. The, Bear, the Bengals beat the uh, Bears 30-27. Okay, um, do you remember what we said on that game? We
0: probably we said, said the over because of the depth of the lines, right? Yeah. Okay, good. So no, we got we that said,
1: one right. Uh, we got the Bucks and, the, and the, the Fish and a hot game we said would be the low. because Florida Bowl. 26-24.
0: Damn, so we missed that one too,
1: huh? The Browns and the Giants played a low-scoring game 20-10. Now, I watched that game. It looked like the Giants didn't even, like, show up. They just were like, we don't want to get anybody injured. And the Browns were like, we, we want to play hard. We want to win. <laughs> And I like I like watching Baker Mayfield. He seems like he's got a little magic. Uh, I think he's going to be good. Uh, Pittsburgh beat Philly 31-14, another over. New Orleans beat the Jags 24-20. Both teams look good. Uh, yeah, that, that was a good
0: preseason game. I actually watched that one. That was a good one.
1: Yeah. Patriots beat the Skins 26-17. Uh, nothing really. As a Patriot fan, a lot of bench guys played in that. Didn't get to see Tom Brady. Um, do you like the Pat's look in terms of depth? Well, not a wide receiver. I'm a little worried about wide receiver, but they always figure it out. I was Defense, surprised they the cut Ma-
0: Malcolm Mitchell. But. Very
1: surprised. I loved him.
0: Um, and I guy. didn't think that his offense was so bad that he needed to be cut or released. Well, that's how the
1: Patriots run
0: things. But, but hey, no I, I can I cannot argue with the system because Belichick is a successful man. So yep. can't really do much about the whole get yep. in or get lost kind of thing. You know,
1: the Rams beat the, uh, I mean, the, uh, the Ravens beat the Rams, 33, seven, which a Rams team is probably, you know, they know they're going to be good. So they're resting up Packers beat the, like I said, look out for the Packers. Cause Aaron Rodgers, you know, trashed the team and they came out and scored 31 points being the uh, Titans, 31, 17. the, Texans beat the Chiefs 17-10, one of the few unders. The 49ers beat the Cowboys 24-21. And the Indianapolis Colts. And I'm so glad to see Andrew Luck back on the football field. Have I you think seen he's his a mustache? A great player. Have you seen his mustache? I have not seen his mustache. Bro, it is I, sickly. I just think he's a good guy. You know why? Because he's got a flip phone. He's a fucking multimillionaire with a fucking flip phone. That's badass. Um, have you ever seen his videos on
0: like his mic'd up? Like when he plays, like he is the most sportsmanship oriented guy. Like yeah. a like a defensive player will will sack him, oh, and yeah. he'll be like, "Oh, He's good h- good hit, it's big smart. man, good hit, big yeah, man." Like, hey, thanks, nice hit, you know, like. Yeah,
1: it's well, a psychological battle. It is. You don't smart. let him get in
0: your head, like you know. Like, He's a
1: Stanford he, guy. Yeah. Yep. Because like uh, back in the day, Brady would get hit, and Brady would get a little bitchy about it. And then you get you see Luck just get fucking drilled by a guy and he's like, "Nice hurt." And he talks like a fucking, he's got like a weird giant voice, like a he does. Uh, his a voice is deep up. as hell too. Yeah, and he goes, "Nice hit, 76. Yeah, good hurt. And he just. <laughs> ah. I've seen it. It's really funny. All right, Matty, really move funny. on with the scores. I think that's it, brother. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I, so... I want to say. Oh, oh uh. Okay, Friday and Saturday, my bad. Well, we're not the done Fal- yet on the NFL. I still yeah, have a Falcons few the more Jets 17-zip. Uh, Raiders beat the uh, Lions 16-10. I watched both those games Friday night. That's how I spent my Friday night, watching football. And then Saturday, before I did my comedy show, I got to watch the Vikings, who I think are going to make the Super Bowl. They're my Super Bowl team in the NFC.
0: Really?
1: Uh, beat the Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to be awful this year. I'm looking at 3 ah. fifteen.
0: I was and a Vance Joseph guy, but my maybe maybe it turns out that Vance Joseph is not the best head coach no. for the Denver Broncos. I was no. a huge Vance Joseph guy when he arrived, yeah. but maybe I was a little
1: wrong. Well, my guy, my guy, who I love as a coach, Anthony Lynn on the Chargers. Ah, are they you serious? It. Yeah, I'm a big Charger guy. I'm a big. I, I my prediction. You're from Angie first. <laughs> Chargers, minimum win, 10, maximum Minimum? 12. Even yes. without Hunter Henry? I'll make you a $20 bet they win 10 games this year.
0: Bet. Take it right now.
1: Okay. 10. No pushes.
0: None. So will,
1: so what are you going, 9.5
0: or 10.5? Ten yeah, 9.5. Nine 9.5?
1: So I got 10. I got over. You got under. I nine bet they'll win nine games. So but we're still betting 20 bucks, right? Yes. Okay. So um,
0: your other team for about nine more months, the L.A. Raiders, they'll be the Las Vegas Raiders here next year. Yeah, well,
1: they're in Oakland, but they're They're, still local. They're on local TV here, which is crazy. They're, like, on local TV. It's pretty much L.A. Yeah. Um, Now, I live right by a bar that's a Raiders bar, and I'm afraid to go in there during the game. I would be,
0: too. I would be, too, Cholo. Like Raiders yeah. fans are nuts.
1: They're nuts. So plus, Co- it's like a dive bar. Best yeah. wings though. Gee Rust again in my neighborhood. Best wings. Total dive bar. Total Raiders bar. Maybe I'll go in there and do some uh, Instagram videos. No, uh, no. We Instagram need Raiders. another Maddie G food review. Oh, I can't do that. I'm contractly. Our, that's for another place.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Well, we'll speaking see. of the Raiders, Khalil Mack for his holdout will be fined $814,000 for not reporting to camp. Um, $814,000. To give you a feeler for how much money that is, Dak Prescott will make about $200,000 less than that this whole year. So, Jess Khalil Max Fine is $814,000. Dak Prescott will make $630,000 this whole
1: year. Well, he's a young quarterback. I mean, if, if Dak is in a tough spot because he's he's like had a great rookie season, not a good second year, and he needs that one contract. I mean, somebody will give it to him, but if he keeps regressing, he might not get it. He might end up being like a backup quarterback and then he's not gonna get that big contract. Klumak is so fucking good. Like the Raiders need him. It's would like you, figure so it you out. Pay him. Him.
0: So yeah. you would pay him.
1: He's that fucking good. Yeah. I watch a lot of him. He's a he's a monster.
0: Matty G just a special player. That seems to be the end of my NFL notes.
1: I think we're good. I'm really excited for tomorrow because we're, we're recording this Monday. I'm excited for your hard knocks. I'm excited to see, uh, you know, what they do with this wide receiver. The, the word was he played the whole first preseason game as punishment, which is odd. Which is good.
0: Which is good, I think.
1: Because, yes, you, no. because you
0: want to punish him in terms of effort, but you want to still not let him limit himself and not get film out
1: there. True. But he could have been cut. If he was on the Patriots, he might have been cut.
0: So, Matty, before you continue, let me give a note for our degenerates. Our fantasy football league for degenerates will be active this year. $50 buy-in. This is a serious league. We are degenerates. We are serious
1: as hell. Yeah, if you play with Cohen, that dude, you are a maniac. So you better bring your, your big boy pants to play with Cohen.
0: Well, and I will I will filter myself in the TDDP league.
1: Yeah, because, no trash talking.
0: Well, I'm not going to say no trash talking because there will definitely be some trash talking. I'm not going to try to haze people. Like I no, do like in, you did in to me. like I did in Ma- with Maddie, I called him Fatty Moldberg for fun. You also
1: are like we play. You're like, oh yeah, it looks like I'm smoking this loser today. I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ,
0: I fucking no, dude, know. Sundays, I am a different animal and the same. I beast. did not like you. No, why would you? I don't like me on Sundays.
1: I, I lose know. money
0: because I can't work because I have to watch NFL and I'm a trash talking fucking fool. So well, when is
1: the draft? When are you playing the draft?
0: We actually do not know that yet. Tanner no. Holly, who is a known cheater and a known degenerate, in the real life sense of the word, not even in sports or yeah. fantasy football. Maddie can attest to this a hundred percent.
1: No, he is a wonderful man. He wonderful. is a wonderful man.
0: So what he's going to do? is he is going to be our fantasy football commissioner for this league.
1: If, if I had a daughter, I would pray a guy like Tanner Holly would take him off my hands. You would have a granddaughter very soon. Yeah.
0: So Tanner Holly is our league commissioner. We're doing it with ESPN, 50 bucks, PPR, 12-man league. Please get in contact with the Instagram page or the Twitter page. We have about four spots, I think. Maybe it's three, maybe it's four. I don't know. I'm just the personality left in this league. A few of my friends, a few listeners, a few of Maddie's friends, a few of Tanner's friends, a few of Jeremy's friends will be in this league. This will be a good, diverse league to get into. Very competitive. These are some of the probably best fantasy football minds in the country. Really, I mean, like, when you include me and Jeremy and Maddie's okay, I guess. Maddie's pretty shitty, but we'll get him right.
1: I just like going for Nuggets. Like, I'm like, I'll overdraft the guy because I want to prove, like, this guy that nobody believes in is going to be big this year, and then I can be like, I told you guys.
0: That was Robbie Anderson for me
1: last year. Yeah, everybody finds a Nugget. I call them Nuggets.
0: So whether or not I call them Nuggets or not, is up in the air. I probably don't. So, Maddie Goldberg, we are approaching the end of this episode, and we're I gotta up, piss. I've we're been a little it. bit over there. We're a little bit over an hour.
1: I'm just gonna say, follow me. We're probably Matty no Maddie, 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 Maddie. I'm
0: still, I'm still talking. If you don't mind, let me finish my transition, and then I'll let you go piss. Okay? You got it. So, we are approaching an hour, and I'm. I can't add very well on these different video segments, so maybe an hour 15, um, maybe an hour 10. Who knows? I can't add. So this is Maddie Goldberg. He's got to go pee, so he's going to plug himself. He's going to go pee. I'm going to end the
1: episode. Matty, go ahead. Right, at Matty Goldberg one on Twitter, at Matty Goldberg on Instagram. Buy my book, No IQ. Hit me up. DM me. I sell it for 12 bucks online. I'll Venmo, Cohen
0: it. Hughes for Matty Goldberg's book
1: you once again, and enjoy your summer, dudes. Enjoy Hard Knocks tomorrow. Okay,
0: everybody, this is Cohen Hughes. I am the Michael Rappaport of Atlanta. Maddie called me somebody else today, but I forget. So, follow him, Maddie Goldberg, whatever he said. Follow me, Cohen underscore Hughes on Instagram. I'm on Facebook at Cohen Hughes. I don't do Twitter. What I do is I talk shit on Facebook about other teams, the Panthers and the Saints specifically, because I'm an NFC South snob and I hate everyone who's not the Falcons. Um, this has been The Daily Degenerate, episode number nine. Please follow us at TDDpod on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook page is The Daily Degenerate. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Any and all feedback is appreciated. I'm Cohen Hughes, signing off for myself and Maddie Goldberg. Thank you for listening.